It's Emily here, and today I want to invite you to make sure to check out Robinhood Integrative Health. If you are a resident of the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area, and you're looking for a doctor who treats you differently, looks deeper into the issues that you're having, and seeks to hear you as a person and really help to get you better, then I can't recommend Robinhood Integrative Health, where Dr. Wiggy practices enough. Make sure that you go to their website and see how you can benefit from their services today. And did you know that they even take some insurances, which basically never happens in integrative medicine. So make sure to check them out and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. It's Emily here, and I'm really excited to welcome today's guest, my friend, Sarah Lester. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Emily. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk all things dry needling with you today. Yes, me too. So my friend, Sarah, who's been my friend for quite some time, over 10 years, I can't remember how many, um, is a licensed physical therapist and a dry needling and wellness warrior expert. I love your title. And today she's joining us, as she mentioned, to talk about dry needling what it is, how it works, who it's for, if it's effective, and that kind of thing. And I must say that I have several friends and acquaintances that are personal clients of Sarah's and um, have found great relief in her work in dry needling. And so today, we're going to go through sort of some basics and some frequently asked questions, specifically Is it the same as acupuncture, that kind of thing? So we're going to dive in. And so, Sarah, will you just give us the basics? Because I know even myself until recently, I didn't fully understand what dry needling is. So will you tell us what it is and how it works? Absolutely. So dry needling. So first of all, the word dry needle Um, that means that there's just no medication. The needle is dry, meaning that there's no medication going through the needle. And that's where it gets the name dry needle. And it's just a small little monofilament needle that is inserted through the skin into myofascial trigger points or tendons, ligaments around nerves, or even into scar tissue to help with musculoskeletal conditions or pain syndromes. Mm. Amazing. Awesome. So how does it work? Like, sure. What <laughs> when, when you, you know, dry needling, it sounds, it sounds like you're going to lay down and someone's just going to start stabbing you with needles. You know? <laughs> so, what actually happens in a session with a client? How do you assess what they what their needs are and how does that actually progress throughout the, the appointment? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I have people call me or message me on Facebook all the time to say, I want to give my husband a dry needling session for their birthday. It's very different than just walking in per se to a massage therapist and getting mm-hmm. a massage because it does require a skilled physical therapist to do a complete evaluation. Dry needling is a tool in our toolbox to help myofascial or musculoskeletal pain 
but we have to assess the whole body. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's very rarely done just as a dry needling treatment. So mm-hmm. if you're searching out dry needling for me, I'd have you come in for a full evaluation um, at Personalized Physical Therapy and Wellness. We spent about an hour and a half, actually. We assess your whole body from range of motion to strength to palpation of the spine and muscles to see if you have painful trigger points, if you're having nerve problems, if you have pain syndromes, and if you have chronic headaches, things like that, that we can treat. Mm-hmm. Within that, we decide what forms, modalities we're going to use to help treat your pain. So we might use dry needling in addition to instrument assisted soft tissue mobilization or joint mobilization and therapeutic exercise and things like that. So it's not just as simple as you coming in, me massaging a muscle, finding a knot and sticking the the needle in the knot. Now, could that be effective? Absolutely. But it would probably be temporarily effective. So last night we did uh, 15 minute screens and a lot of the times people have knots in their upper neck muscles. It's very common, about 80% of people in that upper trapezius neck muscle mm-hmm. because we're often typing or in postures where we're flexed and have bad neck posture and weak neck muscles we'll get these trigger points there. So there were ladies last night that I actually, I mean, I assessed quickly and we did trigger point dry needling of their upper trapezius. And what that looked like is palpating the trigger point and me inserting the needle right into the trigger point. Um, And there's a little twitch response, which actually produces a little microtraumas in that elicits the body to a healing response. So for example, if you were to cut your hand, your body produces an immune response that heals the area. Well, we're telling the body to heal right here. And the physiology of all of that is very complicated, but in general terms, that's what we're doing. So we're creating a, a con- an acute inflammatory response to heal that area right there. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so it, it, oh, it looks very different if we're depending on what type of the bot- body. I generally will start people with less like four to eight needles on their first session. It might just be one or two. We also can add electrical stimulation to that, which sounds terrible, but I promise you it's not. One of my clients actually loves it's one of her favorite parts of the week she calls it her needle nap where she comes in I insert the needles hook it up to the electrical stimulation which causes a muscle contraction and she she loves it a lot so it's it's not as bad as it sounds I promise what happens (laughs) so what happens after the contraction does it does that muscle then relax like it's a really strong contraction and then a bit and then a strong relaxation type of thing Yes, it helps to lengthen the muscle and reset the muscle spindle. Absolutely. So after the electrical stimulations on for a couple minutes, you'll see the often you'll see the contraction decrease and I'll, I'll turn it back up. I always tell people I want it to be um, intense, but not nasty. So, mm-hmm. so it's very different what people can tolerate depending on how tender and what's going on in the area. So it, that 
that really um, is is dependent per patient. Another question that I get a lot is, does it hurt? Does dry needling hurt? And uh, my answer to that is, I hope not, but I hope so. Um, <laughs> so, so it's, it's again, if I, a lot of it is the technique of the needler there, the needle is in a little plastic tube and we push the tube down on the skin and the, the needle is teeny, very much smaller than like if you're giving blood or anything like that. And it goes right into the skin most of the time. And many people don't even feel the needle going in. But once it's in that painful trigger point or area of inflammation, then the patient often experiences a deep ache is the best way um, it can be described. It's like a toothache or a deep ache within that muscle. And that's actually what we want to have happen. Mm -hmm. And we intensify that a little bit by adding on the electrical stimulation or different techniques on the needle, such as winding where we're turning the needle and collagen fibers wrap around it. Um, also a technique called tinting, which is once those collagen fibers wrap around the needle, we'll pull the needle and it doesn't really move. So it actually stretches those myofascial layers there. Um, we also use it in and around scar tissue for that myofascial pain relief where people have adhesions right there to break some of those up. So it's multifaceted and use. But most of the time, there's not much pain, a little discomfort. But mm -hmm. then after the session, you could feel like you've had a really intense, deep um, tissue massage. So if you've experienced that, like it's a good hurt um, mm -hmm. afterwards that lasts anywhere from 24 to 48 hours, typically, if the right amount of needles have been used and there haven't been too many. And some people experience just a huge decrease in pain because we're increasing your body's natural pain killers that are so much stronger than taking a pain pill or an injection even. And so all of those natural pain chemicals that our body gives us when we're hurt also help. So people really in the 24 to 48 hours after needling, like if they've had one session might feel a lot better, but again, long-term it takes more than one session to usually treat what we're trying to treat. Right. Um, will you give us, I know you gave, you gave us an overview of some of the different um, types of pain or conditions that dry needling might help, but would you mind giving us, giving us a little bit more extensive list as far as, these are different things that you see that dry needling can help with? Absolutely. So currently, um, I'll just list several of my patients that I'm treating. I see several people for cervigenica headaches. So headaches that are caused by pain and tension in the neck or stress in the muscles. So the literature is very clear on the treatment of dry needling for that. And I found that to be very, very effective. Um, shoulder impingement type things like rotator cuff tendinopathies or tendon tears, um, tennis elbow, plantar fasciitis, shin splints, knee pain, sciatica, piriformis syndrome, 
hip impingement. I had a young tennis player right now that had hip impingement. And after two visits, she's really pain-free in the groin area. It's even now I don't do this because I'm not trained yet, but there are needlers that even treat it for um, incontinence and um, Mm -hmm. pain, pelvic pain and things like that. We don't treat systems but we treat the things like the muscle issues around something that would call pelvic pain or incontinence and things like right. that. Low back right. pain is another huge one. Sacroiliac joint dysfunction. So mm-hmm. any musculoskeletal, even things, uh, chronic pain syndromes like fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. What? Um, so for people that are, you know, athletes or have a lot of recurring muscle aches and that kind of thing from a specific, um, activity that they do. Like I'm sitting here thinking about, well, as you talk about, uh, (laughs) traps, I'm like feeling mine. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I know what she's talking about. Cause I feel it right now. Or like, for example, um, you know, as an avid runner, but also someone who's really flexible, I get a lot of hip flexor pain and that kind of thing. So Would you say that people that have recurring tightness, maybe not so much an injury, but recurring tightness in specific areas would be good candidates for dry needling? Absolutely. And tightness actually can be a form of pain when I really dig deep. And when we palpate specific muscles, when people think they're tight, there's actually pain associated with that right right and the the dry needling is shown to increase flexibility within the muscle absolutely so runners it band syndrome is a huge one that i didn't list that i'm treating several people for so Mm -hmm. runners hamstring injuries and strains i had a young girl a nine-year-old that had a grade three hamstring strain and we got her back to competitive cheerleading pretty quickly it was tough but she 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 was able to do it with a nine-year-old it's more the fear of the needle than the actual pain Mm -hmm. Um, so yes for sure I um one of my current patients the same one that loves her needle naps had (sighs) had pain in between her shoulder blades um for years especially with driving and she really thought she came to me because she just didn't want to take medicine and she was like around the clock, Aleve, ibuprofen, was having stomach issues. She didn't want cortisone injections. She didn't want surgery. But she really just thought that she was going to always have pain. But she's like, at the wit's end, I want to try something. And she is pain-free. And so it wasn't, it wasn't something that was like a, a sports injury, but it was a, one of those everyday aggravating pains that just was with her all of the time. So those upper back, when you, you said around your shoulder blades, your traps, those rhomboid muscles in between um, your shoulder blades there, that's a very effective area as well. In the hip impingement, um, absolutely. There's a lot of muscles because of our posture too, And especially in people like runners where it's a repetitive sport are going to get the impingement and those distal psoas and um, all the muscles around the groin there that um, it's very needling is very effective with. Yeah. I'm sitting here going, maybe I need to be Sarah's next patient. So (laughs) carpal (laughs) tunnel, that's another one for sure. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even, I mean, um, 
you know, headaches and, and TMJ syndrome, things like that. So we can, any musculoskeletal related pain, we can really needling can be a tool to treat. It's usually, like I said, not an isolated tool, but it's mm-hmm. something that we use because often there's tightnesses or weaknesses or other things that need to be addressed with more than just needling. Gotcha. Um, as far as I, I know that there's no like magical number, I, I obviously we know that for full, for treatment, it takes more than one session. Um, would you say, is there kind of an average like length of time or, um, just anything you can offer as far as how much, how many sessions generally people might need to see results in the long run? Well, the, the evidence is not clear on this yet because, again, it's so max, multifactorial in the other tools of physical therapy that we're using. But typically, it also depends on how much pain the person's in, how fast they want to get back to a sport. I have a competitive tennis player. She's getting ready to go play in college, and she needs to get back fast. Um, it depends on their availability to come in for visits. But my recommendation in the beginning is typically twice a week for three weeks and then monthly for about four weeks. So probably around eight to 10 visits of needling with other physical therapy visits would be my recommendation and then just sporadically as needed. Gotcha. That makes, and that's, that's reasonable, right? That's not like, oh, you need to come see me twice a week for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, right? no, absolutely not. Actually, my needle nap lady wants to come more than I'll let her come. Like, <laughs> you need to see me that often though. But, <laughs> she's like, you can just sell needle naps. I'm like, no, I don't need to do that. But yeah. yeah. How long does a typical session last? I'm guessing it depends upon what you're working on and how many needles and that kind of thing. But is there a range of how long that might last? So our visits, once the evaluation's over, is about 45 minutes. But that's not just with needling. 45 minutes to an hour, one-on-one with me or what my patients get. But the actual needling, say, for example, we were needling your IT band, which is the lateral band on your leg up to your hip abductors and down to your knee. Um, I put eight needles in. We hook it up to electrical stimulation. And the research really says 10 to 30 minutes of the needle in is most effective for that type of a protocol. So... Um, I have the electrical stimulation generally on 16 to 20 minutes. Once the needles are in, it takes anywhere from a minute to five minutes for me to palpate and put the needles in on average. So the needling portion is probably 30 minutes total, but I'm often working on other things with them unless they want a needle nap while we're doing that. I might be mobilizing or doing soft tissue massage on another part of the area or educating them about their home exercise program. I don't just leave them and walk outside of the room. Right. That's awesome. I have no <laughs> doubt that you're hands on during that time. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is an important question. Uh, what is the difference between dry needling and acupuncture? 
Yes, there's been a lot of controversy over that, but they're very different. The word acupuncture itself means that you're just breaking the skin with a needle. And that's true, both dry needling and acupuncture, which is Chinese medicine. It's been around for hundreds of years. The research is very clear that it works. But the difference is they're both inserting needles through the skin. The difference is in acupuncture, they're using a system called acupoints, a meridian system called acupoints. And they treat chi or flow, energy flow or disease systems. Dry needling does not do that. We treat musculoskeletal problems and myofascial pain syndromes. We're not treating a disease process and we're not changing the energy or flow. So the technique of inserting the needle, even the location in the literature says that trigger points are very close to the acupoints in um, acupuncture. While the technique of inserting the needle is similar, the philosophy and the mechanisms behind what we're doing are very different. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, I, I feel like um, like you said, it's, it seems to me like the approach is more of a system type of thing. Whereas, yes. um, you know, you're really focusing on the muscular piece of the release of the muscle. Is that it, right? It, it, yes, but not only. So mm-hmm. in, in the very beginning, the physical therapy, uh, associations, it was just trigger point dry needling. So inserting a needle into the trigger points. But the literature has expanded and there is dry needling where we're in tendons or ligaments or where we even do what's called periosteal pecking, which is around bone to promote healing. So any myofascial pain related syndrome, inflammation around the nerve, anywhere we can promote healing to that pain, uh, myofascial pain, then, then that's what we treat by our practice act. And that's what we're licensed to do. So it's not just in a trigger point. There, uh, there are different schools of training within dry needling. Some are very much just trigger point dry needling. My training was myofascial all myofascial. So around tendons, ligaments, near nerves, even scar tissue, dry needling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, any last, I, I definitely, I want to make sure I'll put in, I, obviously many of our listeners are not local, but for those that are, I'll be sure to put your um, practice information in the notes, but any last thoughts for those that might be like, man, like maybe this is for me, but I'm really not sure. Um, what, well, what would you say is a, general when people call you and ask you that what is your response (laughs) yeah so I set up a 15 minute free consult on the phone with them so I can talk to them educate them a little bit and then we can schedule an appointment after that so that's really the best way for me to find out what's going on with them and figure out if it's a good fit right makes a lot of sense I know that you've helped a lot of, a lot of my friends there. They speak very highly of you and, um, and just dry needling in general, um, that it's been, you know, really helpful. And, um, for those that aren't local, how would you suggest that people find a 
practitioner? Um, I'm always a fan of word of mouth. I mean, you can Google anything, but if you, (laughs) you sure can, you can find any answer you want to. Yes. And I mean, not every physical therapist can draw a needle. Only those that have gone through a rigorous training in draw needling can. Um, and so first of all, I'd ask, you know, around to see if you have a current physical therapist, ask, and maybe they can refer you or ask your physician if they know of someone. And if you need to go to Google, do that. But just, um, you know, ask them about the, the questions about the type of dry needling they do, their experience in it. Um, I would just ask questions like I would about any healthcare and, and how confident they are in treating their current condition. And like I said, get on, see if they'll get on the phone with you and mm-hmm. um, assess if it's the right treatment for you. And if it's someone that's just offering just dry needling, I would um, probably look elsewhere because Again, I feel like it needs to be a system, multi-system approach. It's just mm-hmm. another tool in our tool belt. Right, right. And we talk about tools around here a lot in all different <laughs> kinds of ways because oftentimes, you know, there is no silver bullet to most anything in life. And so, um, well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise and I'll be sure to um, put the link in our show notes where uh, people can find you. And um, thanks for all you're doing to help people feel better. We all need a little relief, right? (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.